Breaking bread with Dr. Weech. It's breaking bread. Breaking bread. Breaking bread with Dr. Weech. You're tuned in to Breaking Bread with your host and moderator, Dr. Weech. Let's go now to our study. Weech, and we have a wonderful show for you. We'll ask you to go tell everyone that Breaking Bread is coming on. Giving you time to talk to some people and let them know Breaking Bread is coming on. I'm your host, Dr. Weech, once again. You're tuned in to Breaking Bread, and we'll be right back after this introduction. Hello friends, once again, you're tuned in to Breaking Bread, I'm your host Dr. Weech, and I want to thank you for tuning in today, uh, it's been a minute, been a while, but if you have been following the teachings, you know we've been dealing with some heavy things, and <clears throat> we have to go heavy today, we got to uh, go heavy and hard, because a lot of things are happening in our society, and uh, this is a great time where you have the opportunity to be comforted by God's word, by the Most High's word, so uh, once again, I'm your host, Dr. Weech, and we want to give you time to let people know that uh, uh, you're tuned in for a great and wonderful teaching. Uh, once again, this show is live uh, right in the studio, uh, studio. Um, so we just want to um, give you an opportunity to get that Bible out. I always tell you, get that Bible out because I'm going to give you a lot of scriptures <clears throat> so you can uh, <clears throat> take heed to the scripture and dive into the scripture and continue your study within your own time and personal time with the Lord. Because uh, the one thing I do believe in is that you have to know what the word says. Uh, you're going through a situation, a challenge. You can't quote Dr. Wheat. You can't, you, can't, you can't quote me. You have to quote, it is written thus, thus, and thus. And that's where the power comes from. We got to remember we, we are uh, uh, children of the most high Elohim God. And that the same thing that uh, lived in the Messiah as he walked this earth realm lives in us. We have to be reminded that we are ambassadors for the kingdom of the great I am, the kingdom of Elohim God. So, uh, people of God, this is the time where I believe uh, we as believers need to be praying, not panicking. We have to be walking in faith and not fear. And we have to be speaking with confidence instead of contrariness as if we don't know where our help, where our strength and where the healing comes from. We're, 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 we're going to have a uh, in-depth teaching, and I want to deal with a lot of things because I think we need to hear uh, what's going on. So uh, we're going to go to these commercials, and we're going to begin our study. Uh, stay tuned, people. Once again, Dr. Weech, we're in for our study. Uh, let some people know that we're on. We're coming right back. <clears throat> All right, welcome back. We are ready to begin our study. Um, once again, we are talking about, <clears throat> if you were with me, you know, uh, we were talking about quite a few things, and it's kind of funny. Well, not funny, but it's kind of, as the Lord would have it, how these studies have been uh, lining up with, I believe, what's perfectly uh, adequate for what we're going through right now. I believe some time ago, I talked about the various deities, the pagan gods that 
the children of Israel were ensnared in, and I showed you how they are the same pagan gods that are applicable today, but they're under a different name, but the same practices uh, still exist to show that they, that, that nation still, and this nation particularly, still honors these uh, deities, these false gods, these pagan deities. And also, we talked about the way the Messiah, the anointed one, Jesus Christ, Yeshua the Messiah, drew a distinction between kingdom of God and kingdom of Satan. And we were uh, uh, talking about the diseases, the diseases in which uh, uh, Elohim, the Most High God, told Moses. He says, don't do or worship like the other nations, because if you do, you'll suffer the same things that they suffered. But if you worship me and serve me, I will remove the diseases. And so when I begin to look at this study, I say, man, you know, as believers, sometimes we are challenged with things in our body and ailments. So it, it, it caused me to rethink this thing as far as what's going on. So we're going to continue this study, but obviously we're going to talk about what's happening in our news today with respect to the coronavirus. And we're going to deal with some of those things because, you know, I'm always looking from the vantage points of, 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 of kingdom. Uh, spiritual uh, things and climb into the heavenlies to kind of like get a good idea of what's going on when we see all of this alert, all of this panic. So without further ado, let's get right into our word. We're going to say a word of prayer and we're going to get right into it. Once again, these this shows are live. If you have a question or comment, <clears throat> you can, in fact, call me 321-345-WGGF. The number again is 321-345-WGGF. 9443. At any moment you would like to have a um, conversation or question, 321 345 9443. That's 321 345 9443. That is the number. So, in any event, um, let us begin. Uh, Father in heaven, we thank you for this time and this opportunity to discuss your word. We just ask that you open the hearts and minds of those who are tuning in that we hear your word, Lord. Uh, we ask that we have the mind of the anointed one and that we can see, hear, and understand as you would have us to understand as things pertain to the kingdom. Our minds and our, uh, our hearts are focused on doing our Father's will, and it's the Father's will that none should perish, uh, but the advancement of the kingdom. So give us the kingdom agenda with clarity so we understand not being moved by the peripheral, but staying focused on what is in front of us, and we know that if... Uh, the Lord be lifted up. He will draw all people unto himself. So our mission and the mandate is to lift him up. And we thank you, Father in heaven. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. In your precious son's name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Um, once again, we're, uh, we, we see what's going on in our culture, in our society. We see uh, what they say is a pandemic of coronavirus. Now, <clears throat> I'm, I'm a little um, concerned and I'm a little um, not saying... Not believing what's going on, but I'm just a little suspicious of the rapid movement, the movement of, of, of military troops and the locking down of cities and so forth. I'm always concerned when I see these things because, uh, in my opinion, it, it is always what people would like to dismiss as a conspiracy theory as a new world order. But I'm telling you now, uh, people, that recall the Messiah said, how can Satan kingdom be divided? So there's two kingdoms operating, and we need to understand that. Two kingdoms operating, the kingdom of Elohim, God, and the kingdom of Satan. What I want us to deal with first is, I want us to take a look at the scripture in Deuteronomy chapter 12, 
verses 28. Deuteronomy chapter 12, verses 28. Take a look at Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 28. And we're going to go right into our scripture. Okay, I'm hearing something as a bad echo, so let me try to clear this up. Thank you for that. If I have that bad echo, I thank you for that. Let me see. Uh, let me know if that's a little better. Let me know if that's a little better. All right, so. Yes, yes, yes. Someone just told me I had a bad echo. Let me know if that's a little better. Uh, let me know if that's a little better. All right, so uh, I, I cleaned that up. Let me know. Uh, okay, if I'm here. Someone saying I have a bad echo, so. Uh, let me know if it's a little better. Let me know if it's a little better. I think that may be a little better. All right, so when we look at Deuteronomy chapter 12, verses. Oh, boy. All right, so apparently I'm having a echo here. Let me try to figure out what's going on. Let me try to clean it up. Let me try and clean it up. Uh, let me put on these headphones. Maybe I can hear a little better. <clears throat> All right, just bear with me as I try to clean this up. We're going to move forward. And we were looking at Deuteronomy chapter 28. Deuteronomy chapter 28. I'm sorry, Deuteronomy chapter 12. Deuteronomy chapter 12. So we got to remember that there are always two kingdoms operating. Kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. And we need to understand which kingdom will we devote ourselves to. Because if we don't make the decision, the decision will be made for us. If we don't make the decision, the decision will be made for us with respect to who we will serve. All right. So, uh, let's see. I'm trying to clean this up. All right. Check, 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 check. So, all right, that should be a little better. I can hear myself much clearer now. That should be better. If you're hearing that echo, it's, it's on your end. All right, so let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 12, uh, verses uh, 28 through 32. Deuteronomy chapter 12, verses 28 through 32. So here it is. It says, observe and hear all these words which I command thee that it may go well with you and with your children after you forever. When you do that which is good and right in the sight of the Lord your God, when the Lord your God shall cut off the nations from before you, where you go to possess them and you succeed them and dwell in their land. Take heed to yourself that you do not be snared by following them. After that, they be destroyed from before you and that you inquire not after their gods, saying, How did these nations serve their gods? Even so, I will do likewise. You shall not do so unto the Lord your God, for every abomination to the Lord, which the, he hates, have they done unto their gods. For even their sons and their daughters, they have burnt in the fire to their gods. Basically, what God is saying is saying, Hey, when you... Come into the territory, when you come into the land, he doesn't want us to inquire as to how the people worship their gods. Now, <clears throat> I, I kind of 
think or believe this is relevant to the New Testament church of the corporate body because sometimes we kind of minimize the gospel. We water it down the gospel to say, well, we don't want to offend anybody when it comes to the gospel. But here it is. When we hear truth that we don't want to hear or we hear something that is truthful we don't want to hear, it may become offensive. And for that purpose, we need to, as believers, if we love somebody, we should tell them the truth at all times. We should be tactical in how we deliver the truth and we should be timely as to how we deliver the truth. But if we love somebody, we should, in fact, give them truth. Okay. So God gives us the mandate. The most High says, listen, when you get successful, when you get brought into the land, when you got things going for you, when I have blessed you and enlarged your border, don't look after them gods thinking, hey, that they did it. Because I've walked with you, empowered you to, to, to enable you to accomplish the thing which you've already accomplished. So he's telling us now, don't go looking after how these people worship these gods. Here's why he says, because the way they do things, I hate it. I hate how they operate. It is an abomination as to how they operate. Now, remember, I told you with respect to infanticide, that was the deity of Moloch. With respect to sexual perversion, that was the Baal and Ashtaroth. Uh, with respect to uh, all of these things that the practices, the pagan practices that were happening previously, God says, I hate those things. And so now he says, don't worship those gods like them. Now, I want you to go to Mark chapter 115. Mark chapter 115. This is my favorite verse, and I always tell you that this verse just opened me up because it is the verse that explains the kingdom. It says, and saying the time is fulfilled. Mark chapter 1 verse 15. I always talk about description. It says, and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of Elohim is at hand. <clears throat> Repent, believe the gospel. <clears throat> In other words, Christ is saying time is satisfied. There's nothing else preventing you from getting closer to God. God's kingdom is right before you. Change the way you think is what that repent. You repent means it means change the way you think and believe in the gospel. Again, I want you to understand this is mentioned because there, we, we need to understand that there is a distinction between God's kingdom and Satan's kingdom. <clears throat> God's kingdom, he wants you healed. He wants you prosperous. He wants your name written in the book of life. He wants to give you power. He wants you to walk in authority. He wants you to walk in faith. He wants you to walk in confidence. The kingdom of Satan is sickness, despair, depression, confusion, all kind of envy and malice and evil thoughts, murders and so forth. That's Satan's kingdom. And we got to understand that the two of them are operating. If we're, if we're a kingdom participant, then we need to understand that our job, our task is to snatch unbelievers out of the depths and the jaws of darkness. We, 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 there's no time for us to sleep on the job. We have to be vigilant, we have to be diligent, and we have to be focused in a time such as this. In a time such as this. And, and, and if we're looking at the media, we see they keep talking about the coronavirus, the coronavirus, the coronavirus. And they're stoking fear. But we as believers should not walk in fear. We should walk in absolute confidence because we know the blood has purged and removed every curse. See, if we're looking at how they do things and how they worship, then 
we'll, we'll faint. We'll become scary. We'll become fearful. But if we understand that Christ has trampled the enemy's head and he's given us a power and authority of all things that can hinder us, the power to trample on serpents, then we understand that we got the answer. We understand that we have the cure. And in hours such as this, it should be the church ringing loud saying, we got the cure. And we shouldn't be trying to sell stuff. You know, I heard evangelist, uh, the attorney general for one, I think New York was uh, 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 warning this popular evangelist. Stop saying you got the cure for, or, or you selling this thing that says it'll stop the, the coronavirus. We don't need to be doing things like this. For this reason, people blaspheme the name of the Lord. And some people are buy into that because people do anything when they're fearful. But it's a simple message. God loved us, sent his son, died on that cross to redeem us from sin, resurrected on the third day, and resurrected, seated at the right hand of power to enforce the blessings that he's professed over our lives. So God talks about, the Messiah talks about two kingdoms operating. And we have to understand that there are two kingdoms operating. God's kingdom, as a kingdom participant, we are afforded benefits. Kingdom of Satan is despair. It looks good, but it's disruptive and dangerous. It is disruptive and dangerous. Now, let's go to, um, you know, I want to mention this point now. <clears throat> As God was setting up his kingdom, sending his only begotten son, we got to realize that the Bible talks about in Daniel about kingdoms being set up. And as these people, as these men set up their kingdoms, this rock is smashing. And that stone, and that stone was the, uh, the anointed one, God sending his son, establishing his kingdom. We got to recognize there are two kingdoms operating, and we have to be committed to God's kingdom. In the same way that God sent his son to establish his kingdom, we got to know that Satan has his agents trying to establish his kingdom now some of you may have heard of this term called the new world order many people dismiss it as conspiracy theories but in this in this in this in this so-called order you've heard some politicians even talking about this new world order and there was a book years ago and it talked about some of the things that would be in this new world order one of those things is that it would be a one world religion one of those things that there will be catastrophes happening, taking place. All sorts of things to bring an alignment to these things. So why am I mentioning this? Whether or not you want to believe in such a thing called the New World Order, I got to mention it because you could do your own research. I do want to tell you that as the Most High God established his kingdom by sending his son, you got to know that Satan is sending his agents to disrupt and dismantle it. And if the Most High sent his son to establish a government, because the Bible says the throne of David he will sit on, the government shall rest on his shoulders. You got to know that the enemy is always looking to counter or disrupt everything the Most High God establishes and builds. Recall the Messiah says, if Satan kingdom is divided. There's an identity of, hey, Satan trying to do a kingdom over here. Okay? And so while we acknowledge God's kingdom is called the kingdom of God, we understand that Satan's kingdom is also in operation. We understand his kingdom is also in operation. 
And we have to be mindful of this. All right, I want us to go to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Go to Luke chapter 10. Verses 17. Luke chapter 10, verse 17. I, I want us to be calm in this time. Because we see people running to the stores, buying up all of this, buying up all of that. And there's this stoking fear. And, you know, you become fearful when you don't have no hope in anything. You become fearful when you put all your confidence in finances. Because in certain situations, you go to the store and you can't get the milk or the water or the toilet tissue. Your money's no good anyway. So your heart fails, but I'm telling you, as believers in Christ, believers in the anointed one, believers in the most high Elohim God, we have a confidence. And look what the Messiah says. Look what happened in this episode. In Luke chapter 10, verse 17, it says, And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us, unto us through your name. And look what the Messiah says. Look what Jesus the Messiah says. He said to them, Behold, Satan is like I, I beheld Satan as light and fall from heaven. Behold, I have given you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in this, don't rejoice that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in the book of heaven. Understand what the Messiah says. He says, listen, you've got power. To tread on serpents and scorpions. And he says you've got power over all the enemy. You've got all power of the enemy. <laughs> Not some but all power. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Believer, kingdom participants, hear what the Messiah is saying. We got power over coronavirus. We got power over every kind of virus. And that comes from the mouth of the king himself and remember we live in a monarchy whatever the king says it is so whatever the king says it is so now if you have a question 321-345-WGGF 321-345-9443 uh, that's the number you can call in uh, if that's number not working you call in 305-741-1860 305-741-1860 if the other line is busy so the messiah tells us that <clears throat> We have all power over the enemy. And the reason why he says all because the Messiah resurrected with all power. And he says, hey, all power is given to me in heaven and in the earth realm. And understand this. Understand this. He says all power is given over you by my name. That name, Yeshua, the Messiah, Jesus the Christ is above every name. These disciples went out with all power over the enemy with just the name. But look what else God gave us. He gave us his spirit. And when you understand that the name compounded with the spirit of the most high God, nothing can touch you. Understand the spirit of God empowers us so we can love to the capacity that God loved us. Understand the spirit of God is like the man of God wrote. It's the seal and the promise that we belong to God. The anointed, the Holy Spirit of God is that assurance that God is coming back for us. That spirit of God is the seal that we belong to him because we got authority by that name. We got to understand as children of God, kingdom participants, the authority we have in the name and by the spirit. You understand me? By no means can anything hurt you. By no means anything can hurt you. So when they stoke and feel they're talking about this virus, understand we have 
power over that. We're speaking faith. We believe in faith. And we have the mind of that anointed one, which is Jesus the Christ, Yeshua, the Messiah, the Savior. We got to understand what we're dealing with. Now, I want us to go to I want us to go to Psalms. I want us to go to Psalms. Uh, again, the numbers three, two, one. Uh, the, the number is three, two, one, three, four, five. Nine four four three, three two one three four five nine four four three. If that number is busy, three zero five seven four one one eight six zero three zero five seven four one one eight six zero. Sometimes I talk a little fast. I know that that's that island in me. But three two one three four five nine four four three three two one three four five WGGF. I want us to go to Matthew. I'm sorry. Go to Psalms. Go to Psalms chapter one forty four. Go to Psalms chapter 144, because I sometimes believe we as a church forget what forget what church is. Church isn't a place where we just come and fulfill a social obligation, but church is a place where we are to be the armies of God. Huh? Look at Psalm 144, verse one. Look what the psalmist says. Psalm of David. Blessed be the Lord, my strength, which teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight. All right, I think we have a, a caller. We have a caller. WGGF Radio, may I help you? Hi, uh, I've been listening to the broadcast, and I wanted to know, as we as believers, if we rest in Psalm 91, we are safe in it, in God, right? Absolutely. Also, and the second thing, we have the all power that you that, uh, raised Jesus from the dead rests with us, right? Absolutely. Okay, so we, as a believer, should not even be concerned about this virus. Absolutely, it's the point I want you, you, you've got it, sister. We shouldn't be concerned with this because it says he's given us all the power over the enemy and by no means nothing can hurt us, absolutely. Well, I think you, you would advise your listeners Read Psalm 91. It'll, it'll help them through the storm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're so right. right. I thank you for your call, sister. <clears throat> All right. And like the sister has it, she's got that scripture. We need to lock on to that scripture. It says, I've given you all power over the enemy. So if we walk in at all power over the enemy, Satan has no power unless we relinquish it and stop walking in faith and we start to move in fear, uncertainty. Because what fear does, it causes us to bring into question what the word says. John the Baptist was brought into question. He said, go ask the anointed one. Is he the one or are we looking for somebody else? And so what did the Messiah do? Stick around, watch this. The blind see, the deaf hear. And the gospel being preached to the poor. And blessed is him who's not offended by me. If you got a little challenge in your faith, you got to talk to God and God to say, stand here and watch me move. Huh? Not mentioning you can go recollect the many things that God already did for you in your life. But God to say, stand still and watch me still move because I am he. Stand still and watch me move because you belong to me. Stand still because you are a child of my daddy who's the most high God and who's in control of all the universe. He's going to say stand still because you are a kingdom citizen and participant. Watch him move. Hmm? 
Watch him move. <clears throat> All right, now I know the sister said Psalm 91. I know another brother mentioned, says he take that Psalm 91 every morning like it's a pill. <laughs> but let's go to Psalm 144. Psalm 144, uh, verse 1, it says, Blessed be the Lord my strength, which teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight. I do believe, people of God, that sometimes we forget that as uh, kingdom participants, we are here to fight. We are here to contend for the faith. You understand? Remember I told you there are three P's we can do. We can pray, pay, or participate. If we can't go into the battle, we can pray. If we can't go into the battle, we can fund it by uh, 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 pain. If we if we can't participate, do either of those two, we can go to the battle and participate. You see, there are three things we can do, but we got to realize that when God called Israel out, He says, "I'm calling out my armies." And when He brought Israel out, He says, "I'm the Lord of hosts. Israel is my army." He used Israel to purge them wicked nations. And we got to realize that David says, "Teaches my." Hands to war, my fingers to fight. Them hands start locking hands with other believers, and we start to pray, we start to fast, and we start to bring down them strongholds. Because I'm gonna tell you something, I'm suspicious of this whole ordeal right now. I'm telling you now, this entertainer say he got it, that entertainer say he got it. I, I tell you, I'm, I, I, I just be suspicious as if this is a false flag by the movements. I always say the media is the false prophet of this nation, because the, the media is something else. And there's no, understand people, there's no, no media anymore. There's indoctrination. They don't give objective journalism no more. They tell you what to think and how to think. And they regurgitate the same lie, the spewing the same prevarication as if they want you to adopt it. So they'll tell a lie over and over and then have you thinking, well, it is a lie without you doing your research. But we as believers, we can't walk ignorantly because Paul even told us we're not ignorant to the adversary's devices. We're not ignorant to his game plan. We know what he's going to do. Why? Because we have the mind of the anointed one and we have documented evidence in a trail by the word of God. So understand, people of God, don't take your church as a social fulfillment of obligation, but take it as you're being empowered to counter the the advancement of the enemy and his government. <clears throat> you are there to advance the kingdom of God. That is the agenda of the church. And I, 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 I'm telling you, sometimes I think that the body has become too soft, too complacent. And we don't want to tell people the truth. We don't want to do what Jude says in just that one chapter. And that one chapter I take out of Judah says, he said, Jude, he says, let us contend for the faith. And contend means let us fight for the faith. Let us fight to maintain that integrity in the faith. Let us fight to maneuver in the faith. Let us continue to fight to preserve the good name of the Most High. Let us fight and show people the evidence that God is still in the healing business. Let us fight and show the evidence that God is the Most High God. He can answer any problem. We can't be wavered and and panicked and intimidated by coronavirus or any other virus. We're talking about somebody who conquered death and say, by all means, I've given you all power. And that was just by the name. Do you know what power we got just in that name? He sent them out just by the name. Now watch this. We got the name and we got the spirit and we children of the most high God. And we got Christ, God on the throne as our king. Come on. Let's rest easy, children of God. And I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes it's a work 
at preserving the faith. It's a work because sometimes we'll get concerned when we don't see no immediate evidence. But remember, Moses said it and it was reiterated. The things we see are temporary. The things unseen are eternal. Because as believers, we pull down the strongholds. People of God, do not forget this. We're soldiers in the battlefield for the great I am. We're soldiers contending for the faith. And, and when we go to the church, we are equipping ourselves with scripture. We're equipping ourselves with prayer. We're equipping ourselves with how we speak because we have power in our tongue. We're equipping ourselves. Don't, don't just sit there and believe that, oh, church is just an obligation, some things we go to, and that's that. No, you're equipping yourselves. So look at Matthew chapter um, 17. I got to move quickly because I want to cover a lot of stuff. Matthew chapter 17 verses. Uh, I want to give you comfort in this time. Matthew, again, the numbers 321-345-9443, 321-345-WGGF. I want to give you comfort in this time. Matthew 17 verses 14 through uh, 20. Um, this is the part when Christ goes on the, uh, uh, the mountain. He takes his three disciples, James, John, and Peter. And they see him with uh, Moses and Elijah. And it says in Matthew 17, verse 14, it says, And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic. He's epileptic and so vexed, for oftentimes he falls into the fire and often to the water. This one is having seizures, a spirit. He's, 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 he's overtaken by the spirit of seizures. And I, <clears throat> I brought him to your disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him to me. What the Messiah said, man, how long I'm going to hang with y'all and y'all ain't got no faith? How long? How long I'm going to be putting up with y'all and y'all don't know how to handle things? How long I'm going to put up with y'all? I don't want to hang with somebody who ain't got no faith. Now, here is the revelation. The Messiah cast out this particular uh, spirit, he heals the child. But look what the disciples say. The disciples said in 18, Jesus rebuked the devil. I'm sorry, it's uh, uh, Matthew 17, verse eight, uh, 18. Jesus rebuked the devil and he departed out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus separately and said, why couldn't we cast him out? Look what the Messiah says. He says, and Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. That means he's saying, because of your non-faith. Watch this. I had to go heavy into this. And it says, for verily I tell you, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you should say to this mountain, remove from here to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. And he incorporates prayer and fasting. Look at what he says. He's saying the same thing. Look at it. Unbelief and faith as a grain of mustard seed. That unbelief, that Greek word, is still pisteos, but it's oligos in front of it, which means uh, little, small measure. That's what it means, a little, a small measure. So in other words, the Messiah is saying, wait a minute, have a unbelief, no faith, but a little faith? How can you have no, a little faith? Uh, no faith and a little faith. Look at what he says. Because of your unbelief, your lack of faith, your little faith in another scripture as it reads. When we have a little faith, 
Watch this. If you have a little of something and you use that little bit, guess what? You ain't got no more. Hmm? He says of your little, remember that oligos in the Greek is little, small amount. It means when you use that little bit and things don't go as you think it should, you, 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 say, you ain't got no more now. You see, because it says the child was here within that hour. So you may not have seen what you're praying for happen now. It's no time to doubt and not believe. Because, see, the Messiah says that unbelief, you couldn't cast it out. Because when you didn't see an immediate result, you use that little bit of faith. And, again, if you got a little bit of water and you drink it, you don't have no more. But look what he says. Now, if you got faith as a grain of a mustard seed. Now, watch this. The grain of a mustard seed is very tiny. But look what he says as a seed. Because when you plant a seed and you water a seed and you groom the seed, it's going to take root. It's going to grow. And you just don't have a little bit. You have a lot growing on your tree. And you can pull from that tree of faith. You can pull for the tree of faith to believe God for your finances or wealth increase. You can pull from that tree of faith for healing in your body. You can pull from that tree of faith for salvation for the family. You can pull from that tree of faith from your children. See, that seed grows because you're watering it. And look what he compounds and he says, now listen, for this seed to grow, we need prayer and we need fasting. You see? Because unbelief is little, little. He says, because that oligos, your little small amount of faith, and when you use the little bit that you have and you see no immediate results, you've, you've, you're tapped out. But if you got that faith and you're working it and you're praying, you're fasting, you ain't got to see it now, but you know it's coming. The child was healed within that hour, that very hour, that same hour. Huh? And as you mature in that faith, you're going to see that manifestation come. Huh? All right, now, let's talk about the coronavirus. According to the WHO, World Health Organization, corona is a large family of viruses that causes illness ranging from the common cold to severe disease such as Middle East Respiratory Syndrome and severe acute respiratory syndrome. COVID-19 is what they call it. It's a new strand discovered in 2019, allegedly transmitted from animals to humans. And it says it transmitted from a cat to a human, from a camel to humans, and more infecting animals identified with humans. Symptoms running no sore through all. I'm not going to tell you the symptoms because you may just have a slight cold and you may think you got it. <clears throat> I'm telling you, to me, I think this is me. This is me talking. I'm not saying the Lord say. I think somebody was in that lab and let something loose. That's what I think. Okay? That's what I think. Now, even in the midst of the media stoking fear, I want to tell you what God says in Matthew 28:20. Go to Matthew 28:20. And when we look at what he says, he says, again, he gives this mandate. Let's look at 18. All power is given to me in heaven and in earth. But when we look, and here's the mandate of war. Go, therefore, and teach all nations. And when we try to teach nations about the gospel, sometimes we're going to be unwelcomed. And we need to contend and fight. Because we're, we have souls. Because the fact that they don't want that gospel in there, we, we need to pray and ask God for the guidance because the desire of the Heavenly Father is that not one soul would perish. He says in Ezekiel, he said, this is my desire. I met a brother and he was happy to say a preacher was burning in Hades. He said, he's in hell. He's in hell. I say, man, how could you be so rejoiceful to say somebody lost and are lost in, 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 uh, in death? 
Because if we got the spirit of God and a desire for God, we should say not one should perish. We should weep and pray for folks who don't know Jesus Christ, Yeshua, the Messiah. Here's what I want you to be confident in if you're a believer. And you, you need to share this with people so they understand what confidence we should have in hope. Jesus said, the Messiah says in verse 20, Matthew 28, verse 20, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. And here it is. And look, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. <clears throat> we don't fear as believers because we got a king that walks with us. We don't fear as believers because we got a spirit, the spirit of God working in us. I got to say the spirit of God, the article, the, not a spirit of God. We got the spirit of God as one spirit. I was talking to some uh, people of another faith and I said, Christ is the king. The man said he is a king. He changed the article and said a king. I said, wait a minute now. When you say a king, you say he's one of many and there's one more after him. Yeah. No, 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 no. He is the king of God's kingdom. Okay. Now, I want to give you another scripture for encouragement. I want to give you some Old Testament scripture for encouragement because I don't want you to be troubled. Write these scriptures down when you hear the media going crazy, running you, trying to make you get uh, uh, scary and lose hope. Isaiah 41, verse 10. Look at Isaiah 41, verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. Remember, he don't, worship in the, he don't want us worshiping the mother gods to trying to figure out how to worship. He wants us to worship him. He says, I will strengthen you by the power of the Holy Spirit. I will help you. Yes, I will up, up, uphold you with my right hand and my righteousness. Now, you got to remember how we interpret that righteousness. The righteousness is interpreted by the belief in the word. Remember, Abraham believed the most high God and God credited that to him as righteousness. That's our righteousness. See, long as we're walking and believing, remember the faith of a mustard seed, we're just believing, not walking in a little bit of faith because when we use that little and we don't see the manifestation, we don't forgot about it. We don't, we don't believe it no more, but we're working in that mustard seed, building upon the faith. Okay. And finally, 2 Tim verses 1 through 7, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. 2 Timothy uh, verses 1 and 7, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Now, <clears throat> when we look at the things that are taking place, I, I want to encourage us as believers, we need to be diligent. We need to be vigilant in prayer. Because... Again, this is me talking. I really think this is a dry run for something else. I mean, they're talking about, we're going to bring in the National Guard. We're locking down the city. I mean, all of this now, hey, I get it. We see what happened in China. I get it. But it, there's a rapid pace of movement, and we're going into unprecedented territories. We're going into uncharted territories. And the one thing with this nation, if a precedent is established, then it is so. You understand it's, it's, again, remember, you have Satan moving in his kingdom, and he will use people. The same way God established his kingdom, Satan wants worship. He wants people to be lost and disconnected from their heavenly father. Understand the scripture that the Messiah says. He says, when he resurrected, he told them, women, go tell my brothers. I go to my God and your God. 
I go to my father and your father. I like to say my daddy and your daddy. You understand? We got to remember that the most high God category got, or classifies us as his children. He classifies us as his children and we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be worried. We shouldn't be worried. <clears throat> All right, now, when we look at, I think I got one more scripture I want to give you because, I, again, as the church, we need to be praying because if something is smelly in the sauce, we need to ask God to reveal it to his servants, the prophets. There's a scripture when Elisha, who learned from Elijah, and the king of Assyria was giving out his plans for war. And he, you know, every time he gave out the plan, it was revealed to Elisha and he would tell the king of Israel what was about to happen. And the king would follow the plans and save the nation. It was so bad till the king said, listen, who, who's a spy among us? And he was being facetious because if you're a spy, you're not telling nobody. He said, who's a spy among us, man? And they said, boy, ain't nobody here a spy, O king. It's the man of God. God talks to him. Until they had to go look and visit the man of God. When we as believers begin to reveal these oracles and stamp out the devices of the enemy. And we're able to call it out. Then we'll get a certain level of respect and reverence for the body of Christ. A certain respect and reverence for the body of believers. Because right now we hear... Oh, the prosperity gospel, the preacher, this and that. We all kind of chaos. But we understand that God got some people he raised up for himself. The same way he told Elijah, I got several thousand who ain't bowed a knee or kissed the image of Baal. Remember, people, as believers, now is the time to be praying and to be vigilant. Because here's a scenario. I was talking to one of the brothers uh, today. Here's a scenario. They're talking about they're going to have a cure. Or they're trying to cure with the coronavirus. Now, here's the thing. They're talking about quarantine and folks and doing self-quarantine. Then you hear this politician have quarantine and this entertainer has quarantine. Watch this. Suppose they say, okay, here's the chip. The chip will keep you. This chip we put in you will keep you from getting viruses that may happen in the future. You got to get chipped. Okay. Suppose you don't want to get shipped. Now, some of y'all saying, he talking crazy. I tried to find the, uh, the YouTube video. I kid you not. I got to look at my archival footage. They had a YouTube video when Justice John Roberts was being asked by now presidential candidate Joe Biden when he was on the committee. He said, sir, do you know that you're going to have to rule whether or not it is legal to put a chip into someone? John Roberts was uh, appointed almost 20 years ago by the uh, Bush, the son. Huh? And, and, and Joe Biden says, I'm telling you, you're going to have to rule on this. You're going to have to rule whether or not it's legal to put a chip in the people's bodies. Now, we don't saw how they uh, move at Obamacare. And now... They say, okay, well, you got to get quarantined. Suppose you get quarantined, we don't see you no more. We don't know. The, I, I'm, just, I'm suspicious, and I'm telling us we shouldn't be fearful because for God we live, and for God we live eternally. You know, the man of God say, for God I live, for God I die, but there's no death, death in the Messiah. 
And we understand what he's saying. I'm amplifying that understanding. I want to encourage every believer. Be prayerful. Be vigilant. Get in that word. Pray for God's kingdom to be advanced. Pray that the most high God will raise up godly leaders. And leaders with moral and character. That they are appointed and protected to do what is right and to walk upright. That is the mandate. We need to pray that the body of Christ walks in a level of strength and anointing. Now, I want to talk to you about a man named John G. Lake. I want you to look this up. John G. Lake was a faith healer. And, well, first, let me give you the scripture. Go to Matthew chapter 24. Go to Matthew chapter 24. Because, see, we're walking deception. And, I, again, I say to me, is the false prophet of this country. Jesus, in Matthew 24, verse 4, and Jesus answered them, because they're asking them, what's going to be the signs of the end? And Jesus answered them and said to them, take heed that no man deceives you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am the anointed one, the Christ, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you do not be troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet coming. Watch this. For a nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. Hear me now. There shall be famines and pestilence mean diseases. Don't be alarmed. Don't be troubled. Okay? He says this is the beginning of sorrows. That's why we as believers, I'm talking about strengthening your faith. Walking in your faith, not fear. Walking in confidence and not in decision. The distinction, little faith, mustard seed faith. You're building upon that seed, you're using what little you have, and you're not putting nothing into it. Now, I want to tell you about a man named John G. Lake. Um, John G. Lake was an evangelist, and he walked in the era of those anointed healers. Cumin, uh, Dowie, Parham. And, 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 and we look at some of these men. Some of these men walked in a great anointing, but they were still flawed because, hey, they're men. And that's why we look to Christ. When you look up John G. Lake, it says he was abroad as an evangelist in the missionary field. And he was helping the doctors with the people. And a doctor was telling him, hey, man, you better um, protect yourself. Why you ain't getting sick? You know, because the disease was very, uh, very contagious. And I believe it was either the bubonic plague or Ebola, one of those diseases, okay? And Lake said, hey, man, listen, I got the spirit of Christ in me. It's the spirit of Christ. And he said, man, you better protect yourself. John G. Lake said, man, if the spirit of Christ is not in me, I won't be able to do the things I do. The spirit of Christ protects me. Look it up. And I'm telling this because the disease will not Come near you as a believer because you don't walk with the authority of just the name. You walk with the authority of the anointing in your body. He says, you see, get, go get a piece of the disease. Go get a piece of the disease from the, over there. Listen to me now, people of God. This is what he did. He said, go get some of the disease. Put it right here on my hand and look at my hand under the microscope. They did it. And you know what happened? They looked under the microscope. The disease was dead. The contagious disease was dead. When it hit his hand. And he says, that's the power of God. He says, that's the cure to every disease. And I told you what the Messiah says. John G. Lake understood and walked in what the anointed one says. Nothing shall hurt you. 
I've given you power over all the enemy. So when they saying fear, fear, you saying faith, faith. When they're trying to get you rattled and insecure, you saying, no, man, God got me. The most high God got me. Not just God, the most high God, meaning there's none higher than him. And he said, okay, do it again. Watch me pray. As he was praying for somebody, they started looking under the microscope and they say, it's changing. It's changing. I'm telling you, people of God, there was seven scientific evidence that prayer works. We got to work. We got to walk in that anointing of prayer. We got to walk in that anointing of prayer. People of God It's very vital to the mission. I want to bring a state of calm and a state of caution. When we got governors say, let's bring in the uh, National Guard. Let's bring in the National Guard. Let's shut down the city. You look, you go in the city, there's nothing there. There's no grocery there. You go in the city, there's no people on the streets. You're seeing all these things. And the Messiah is saying, don't be troubled. That's why I'm telling you, be prepared. Walk in faith. Walk in confidence. Walk in the understanding that these scriptures that I've given you, meditate on them if you need be every day, but don't let the media get you rattled. Walk in the confidence of God. Walk in the understanding that I'm here for a purpose. Walk in the understanding that God has called me to do battle. Walk in the understanding that you've been called out of the world to contend for the faith. Walk in the understanding that the Most High God told Israel, I brought you out as my armies. And what did he have Israel do? He had them go march up and remove those nations because he says they walked in every abomination and he hated the things they did. So if God hated those nations, why are we so friendly trying to be with the world? Because it, it's written clearly, whoever is friendly with the world, they are with God. When we shaking hands trying to minimize the good news because we don't want to offend, we trying to be friendly. Let me tell you something. When you read the gospel, it was offensive. You had to come out of your practices. But you know what? You understood. You start to walk in the love factor. Because I'm going to tell you something. The most high God ain't making you do nothing. The anointed one, Jesus, Yeshua says, if you love me, you'll do this. <laughs> because he says, I lay down my life because I love my daddy. And the Messiah says, if you love me, you'll do what I'm telling you to do. And you're not going to do it under any aggression, under any anger. You're going to do it because you love me. People of God, don't be fearful. Walk in caution. Walk in confidence. Walk in faith. Speak faith. We have the mind of the anointed one. <clears throat> Remember, the power was given to those disciples just with the name, just with the name. And they came back and Christ says, that's a light matter. You having power over stuff that can trouble you. Be happy. You're going to be relaxing, chilling in my father's house and your name's written in book of life. Never to see death again. Father in heaven, we want to thank you for this word. And I'm praying for your people, the body of believers. Give us guidance. Give us wisdom in this hour, Father in heaven. I'm praying that whatever the agenda is, you reveal it and you let the church line up with your word. We will not move in fear. We will move in confidence, Heavenly Father. And we'll be vigilant and we will pray back and be ready to attack the devices 
of the enemy. Keep your people, Lord God, and may you build upon this word that was given forth, Heavenly Father. <clears throat> in your precious Son's name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And that simply means may the Lord bless and keep you. The Lord lift his face and be gracious to you. The Lord shine his countenance upon you that the name of the Lord is upon you. His word says that he will bless you, friends. Shalom. And I may have butchered that a little bit, but shalom, friends. We'll see you next week. Uh, let the people know. Hello, family, and thanks for tuning in to Breaking Bread on this network. Breaking Bread is supported by contributions of individuals and entities that donate to this organization. If you support this organization, we want to say thank you and to all our sponsors. Your continued support is appreciated and makes it happen. If you would like to send a donation to support this program, you can mail it to 1728 Northeast Miami Gardens Drive, Suite 135, North Miami Beach, Florida, 33179. Again, that's 1728 Northeast Miami Gardens Drive, Suite 135, North Miami Beach, Florida, 33179. Please connect with us by logging on to g2gfoundation.org. That's G, the number 2, G, foundation.org. We are community-oriented and believe in community outreach, mentorship, investing in our youth via spiritual and educational empowerment. We'll see you next week, family, and tell us you want to tune in same time next week on this network. Shalom.